millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, March 10th, 2023. And on today's show, Mexico is no bueno. Uh, a new victim claims she was assaulted by Alex Murdoch. And Brian Laundrie's mother is maybe a fan of uh, literary fiction or not. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Renner. James Renner. James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner once again drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist reporter James Renner, who's been on the podcast a long time. All right, let's get on with this show. First of all, I just want to say uh, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, subscribe and you know, that way you get this every morning, uh, every Friday morning, and you'll know the top true crime stories before anybody else in the office does. Not that anybody goes to the office anymore. We're all remote. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. And um, sorry I wasn't here last week. I took a day off, as they used to say in the factories. Uh, I took a my day. Um, last week, I actually testified at the Ohio State House. Uh, in support of House Bill 35 here in Ohio, which would get rid of the statute of limitations for uh, boys who were abused in the Boy Scouts. Uh, as you may or may not know, the Boy Scouts is currently bankrupt. and They went into bankruptcy because so many boys were coming forward with allegations of assault and suing the Boy Scouts, and the only way they could maybe survive is through this bankruptcy. And in Ohio, the statute of limitations is such that uh, a victim who was abused in scouting, say in the 80s, uh, would only be able to recover about $6,000. Now, if we're able to get rid of the statute of limitations with this bill, they could recoup much, much more than that. Um, now, I, I am a victim of abuse inside the Boy Scouts, and I will be talking about that in a book that I'm currently writing. Probably won't be out until 2024, though. Um, but I'm not, I, I'm not a claimant. I don't, I haven't sued the Boy Scouts or anything like that, but they, uh, but I did testify along with, um, five other victims last week and, uh, you know, it was, it was intense. It was emotional. Um, so I took a little time off and, um, you know, I, it's something I'm beginning to talk about and something I'm writing about. So, um, you know, stay tuned for, for this book down the road. Uh, but yes, I'm happy to be back. Let's get to the top stories for this week. Um, if you're thinking about 
heading to Mexico for spring break, kiddos, maybe pick another destination. Four Americans from South Carolina were kidnapped in Mexico last week. Two were killed, and two were found alive on Tuesday. Now, they traveled into Mexico seeking cheap health care. Uh, Latavia, Latavia McGee uh, needed a medical procedure down there. Three others went with her. They were Eric Williams, Shaid Woodard, and Zindel Brown. Last Friday, they drove across the border into Matamoros in a family van. Matamoros is a town across the border. Uh, I think they, they passed through Texas, and it's not far into Mexico either. It's like a 12-minute, 20-minute drive or something like that. Uh, so they, they had just crossed the border. They're in the family van, and as they were approaching an intersection, their van was hit by another vehicle, and this was captured on, on video, I think, from nearby stores. So they were hit by another vehicle, which caused them to crash. Somebody began shooting at their van, and a white pickup truck comes rolling over, and armed men jump out, and they put these four Americans in the back of the white pickup truck in the cab there. Uh, I'm sorry, in the truck's bed. And then they sped away. A 33-year-old Mexican woman was also killed at the scene, according to USA Today. By Sunday, the FBI was involved in the search, and they were offering a $50,000 reward for any information. Then on Tuesday, authorities located the group inside a guarded wooden shack and freed them after overpowering their captors. Unfortunately, Woodard and Brown were already dead. Uh, Eric Williams had been shot in the leg. Latavia appears unharmed, thankfully. They were quickly driven back to the United States, escorted by ambulances and armored vehicles. Mexican authorities believe they were mistaken for Haitian drug smugglers by members of a local cartel. Maybe the lesson here, you know, this is something, it's, it's a tragic story all the way around, but what I don't think is being talked about enough is the fact that they had to travel into Mexico to get quality, cheap, I should say, affordable health care. Um, it shouldn't be that expensive, you know, for the United States, for people living here. It shouldn't be so expensive that it forces us to travel into third world countries for common medical procedures. So maybe this is a little bit of a wake-up call for that too, hopefully. Um, but what a crazy story. An interesting bit of info came out this week about the arrest of Brian uh, Koberger. Remember Brian Koberger? He was, um, uh, well, he, he was arrested for the murders of those four students from the University of Idaho, Madison Mogan, Kaylee Goncalves, Zena Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. Um, so this, a little bit of info came out about his arrest this week. Um, Koberger is 28 years old, looks like Ichabod Crane, and he was working on his PhD in criminology at the time of those murders in November. Police narrowed in on him pretty early on, even though everybody on social media is like, ah, oh, the police aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, if, yeah, they were. Just give him some time. They tracked him to Pennsylvania when he drove home to hide out at his parents' place. And while he was, before the arrest, while he was still there, they did a trash pull to look for DNA in the family's trash. And they did find DNA, but, but not from Brian. 
they found, I, I believe it was his parents' DNA. They wondered at the time, like, he's living there. We know he's living there. Why can't we find any of his DNA? Well, um, and the reason they were looking for DNA is the killer left behind a, uh, a knife sheath at the scene of the murders, and they found DNA from the killer on that knife sheath. Uh, so they had something to compare it to. And they, so they did their DNA testing, and of course they came back and, and found that uh, the DNA from that knife sheath uh, connected to the DNA from the family trash pool, but not directly, and close enough to show that it was like a mother-father uh, relationship. Um, so they knew they had enough to get their, their guy, and uh, that's when they were able to actually bust into the house and arrest Brian. Now, they did it in the early morning hours of December 30th. When they busted in, uh, they, they thought everybody was probably sleeping, but turns out Koberger was actually in the kitchen, and he was wearing latex gloves and putting his personal trash into separate Ziploc bags, according to Fox News. Um, so they think he was actually saving his personal trash and getting rid of it at a, at a different location and making sure that he wore gloves if he was touching anything that might end up in the, in the family trash. So, you know, not guilty behavior in the least, right? Uh, yeah, so um, interesting. Um, you know, it, he, in, in some ways, he seems to try to come off as this, like, super smart, smarter-than-everybody-else killer, but, and he's going through these lengths to conceal what he's doing. At the same time, he's really stupid, right? Like, he left the knife sheath in, you know, it's, it's a weird dynamic. Um, I have to, I'm interested in, in, a profiler that gets to talk to him and kind of picks apart his brain. Also this week, the public public defender for Koberger is asking the judge, asking, I think, the, the courts over there to um, give them more money so they can hire an, an additional lawyer to represent Koberger because it's just become a, such a huge case. So uh, that'll be developing for a while. And one final story about convicted killer Alex Murdoch, a.k.a. Creepy Eyes McGee. Um, this, this new story came out just this week. A former sex worker has come forward to say that she was beaten and raped by Alex Murdoch about eight years ago. Turns out she was hired for a guy's weekend at a beach house at the Isle of Palms. You know, there's this whole weird, like elite society that has come out of this story about these this legacy of these lawyers and what really goes on behind the scenes in proper southern civilized society. Um, and it's really quite chilling. Uh, anyways, this sex worker alleges that Murdoch was there with friends doing shots and cocaine and that at first he seemed friendly, but when he got her alone, things changed quickly. This is a quote from her uh, during an interview that she gave to Fitz News. Quote, you could see his whole entire personality change. His eyes were like black in a way. Remember, I'm always talking about his eyes. This, you know, sometimes these weird killers get into the situation. It's almost like something from that movie Split, right? Where something 
about what's broken inside their brain manifests physically. And that is unless you want to dive deep and believe into things like possession and demons and things like that. But something changes them physically. I'm fascinated by that uh, story. And here she's saying, you know, this, this victim is saying his eyes changed in the moment. Um, and you, know, you hear, hear, hear about that in other stories, too. I think somebody said that about Ted Bundy as well. Uh, she says he choked her and raped her, pulling out tufts of her hair. Prosecutors chose not to bring that up at trial, though. Uh, but the woman was able to identify other, other men that were at that party eight years ago. So she seems, she seems credible. But uh, hopefully that's the last story we get about Alex Murdoch, right? Uh, so those are the top stories. Hey, I'll be right back. I got to tell you, the Porchlight Project solved another case. And um, there's several solves in genetic genealogy. And we got to get to the story about Brian Laundrie's mother. So uh, I'll be back in two and two. Please hang up and try again. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hi, I'm Alexa Doubt with The Porchlight Project, a new nonprofit dedicated to funding DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases in the state of Ohio. For our first case, we assisted the Cuyahoga Falls Police Department funding new DNA tests on evidence from the 1987 unsolved murder of 17-year-old Barbara Blatnick. That information was given to expert genealogists who traced the genetic markers to a man named James Zastonic, who was arrested in May of 2020 and charged with Barb's murder. Our goal at the Porchlight Project is to entirely fund three to four cold case investigations every year. Each new case costs about $6,000 to complete, which is a small price to pay for closure. The Porchlight Project relies on generous donations from the public. Even $5 can help us solve a murder. For more information on how to help, please visit porchlightonline.org. And we're back with Emergency, starring Randolph Mantooth. Uh, hey, some great news for the Porchlight Project, this nonprofit that uh, uh, I started several years ago with Alexa Doubt. Um, and, but since then, we've got a great board of directors, and we have uh, our own genetic genealogist, a woman named Val Bogart. And uh, I mentioned her because she helped solve this case out of Youngstown just last week. A press conference was held in Youngstown where police announced that the Porchlight Project's genealogist, Val Bogart, identified a John Doe they had been trying to ID since 1987 when a human skull was found off Liberty Road by a couple squirrel hunters. Our friends over at Othram Labs, uh, aka Othram, tested the bones and extracted DNA, then handed the profile over to Porchlight, that's us, where Val tracked it to a family tree and then confirmed with family members that this skull belonged to 23-year-old Robert Earl Sanders, who was reported missing in 1976. Youngstown Police Captain Jason Simon pointed out that it was exactly 17,000 days between Sanders' disappearance and his identification. How strange is that? I'm not sure what it means, but it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, Youngstown Police have asked Val to assist them on another case already, more on that soon. I'm very proud of the work that Porchlight Project has done. Uh, if you are so inclined, we get by and we're able to do these cases because of donations from people like you. If you're interested, check out porchlightonline.org. Police in Northern Kentucky closed a cold case this week, thanks to genetic genealogy. 16-year-old Carol Sue Kleber was last seen alive June 4, 1976, when she got into a car with a man who had sandy blonde hair. Her body was found in a ditch the next day. She'd been sexually assaulted and beaten to death with a tire iron, according to law and crime. The killer left his DNA on that tire iron, but the case remained unsolved for decades. Then last year, Kentucky police contacted Othram and had them test the evidence, which was... And that was funded by Season of Justice, which is Ashley Flowers' nonprofit. Othram gave them a name, Thomas Dunaway. Unfortunately, Dunaway passed away in 1990, but he'd actually committed another murder six months after Carol Sue Kleber killed a man while he was AWOL from the Army. And he served time for that murder, but was released in 1984. Uh, police will be putting and Othram would be putting his profile into CODIS 
to see if perhaps this man matches to any more unsolved crimes in the area. And not to be outdone, genetic genealogist C.C. Moore solved a John Doe—I'm uh, sorry, a Jane Doe case in Oregon this week. Everybody was working overtime. A partially skeletonized, skeletonized. Let's try that. Uh, body was found in a remote area near Sweet Home, Oregon, in April 2020, according to CommonNews.com. Uh, the remains appeared to be female. Police sent one of the teeth to DNA Labs International, and the genealogy work was done at Parabon Nanolabs, where C.C. Moore works. They were able to trace the genetic data to a family tree of one Grace Lorna Narvez Weaver, who was reported missing in Washington about a year before the bones were found in Oregon. Now, you know, just like with most John and Jane Doe cases, this is the first half of the story. The investigation continues into her death. She was last seen with an unknown male planning a trip to California. This is the golden age of cold case solves people, and we're living right in it, and I get to report on it. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time for true crime. Uh, I got a little bit of weird news for you. I like to throw something a little weird in there that I, that I find uh, on the wire, as they say. So here it is. An affidavit. Uh, an affidavit was filed in court this week, and it revealed a weird letter that Brian Laundrie's mother sent to her son. The letter was marked, quote, burn after reading and contained mention of burying a body. Brian Laundrie murdered Gabby Petito last year and then hid out at his parents' house before sneaking away to kill himself. Gabby's parents are suing Brian's parents in civil court right now, alleging that the Laundries helped to conceal their daughter's murder. This letter does not look good. But uh, this week, Brian's mother says the letter is not what it looks like, and that she was only talking about a book that was called Burn After Reading, which she said Gabby had given to her son before the murder. And if you believe that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn I'd love to sell you. Uh, write to me at jamesrenner.com. Over to pop culture. I am obsessed, again, with... MH370 on Hulu, the Malaysian airliner that disappeared. I'm back into it full force. It's, it's a really good documentary. It's a three-parter. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's worth your time. Um, so there's some things in there that I'd either completely forgotten about or I'd never heard before. The most chilling thing that, that came out in that first episode is that after the plane went missing... Uh, they gathered all the family members at that hotel, remember? And they're sitting around waiting for more news. And they started calling their relatives who were on this flight that had disappeared. And the cell phones were connecting. They, they would just ring. They wouldn't go, instead of going straight to voicemail, right? Like if something were to blow up or if the phone was dead, they actually connected. Um, but nobody picked up. And... There is a claim in there, they present it as if it's true, that this woman received a call from her father who was on that flight while they're in this hotel. And she's showing people as it's ringing, she's freaked out. She's like, oh my God, it's my dad. And they're like, answer it, answer it. And she goes to answer it and disconnects. So what the hell was that about? Um, anyways, I've never been a fan of the suicide theory. 
something about it. I don't. I'm no. I'm no expert in uh, psychology, but something about it doesn't ring true. I think there's. I think the answer is is gonna be weird. Not like paranormal weird, but like I don't know something with the Chinese or or Kazakhstan. Something something weird. But uh, don't quote me on it. Hey, uh, now uh, let's check out a, a true crime book this week. I always have a new one on the shelf. Um, this one was sent to me this week. A <clears throat> uh, new book called Dis... <clears throat> Sorry. Let me take a drink of this. Uh, I got Diet Coke going right now. This uh, Equilibria. This Equilibria. Meditations on Missingness. Meta true crime, if you will. Here's the write-up. What happens to a family when a loved one goes missing? How do, the re- how do they recover from that loss over time? Or do they ever? Robert Lunday takes an intimate look at these questions and more in this book, a hybrid memoir that re- recounts the 1982 disappearance of the author's stepfather, James Edward Lewis, a pilot and Vietnam vet. Recounting his family's experience and searching for answers, Lunday interrogates the broader cultural and conceptual responses to the phenomenon of missingness by connecting his stepfather's case to other true-life disappearances, as well as those portrayed in fiction, poetry, and film. In doing so, Disequilibria deftly explores the inherent transient transience of modern life, particularly by considering the military-dependent experience the corrosive effects of war on soldiers and their families, and how people struggle struggle to find closure and comfort as time goes by without answers. Now, I've talked to many families of missing people. That is the hardest part, the not knowing, the not understanding. My favorite show is The Leftovers, which is all about that theme. It's, it's something that is entirely inhuman, and nobody should be able to, nobody should have to go through that. So, uh, I'm interested. I'm, I'm going to read this one. Disequilibria. Check it out. Um, that's the show for this week, man. Uh, it's over. And now we're into the weekend, which is always good news and reason to celebrate. And in the words of the incomparable, Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, that means it's time we got to, 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 get down. Damn it. True Crime This Week is a Fearful Symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.